Welcome to Find Your Momentum with Ken Course on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Momentum is everything in business. You need to constantly generate more leads, make better sales, and create bigger results. That's what we do on Find Your Momentum. Ken Course has trained thousands of small businesses around the world, and now he's here to go to work for you. Get inspired, motivated, and in action with Ken, starting right now on Find Your Momentum. All right, welcome, welcome. It's Tuesday, it's 4 p.m. Pacific. That means it's time for Find Your Momentum Radio every week on Money 105.5. FindYourMomentumRadio.com, and I always recommend you get over there because you can get this and all replays of all episodes available over there. And we've had some amazing interviews in the past couple of weeks, and we have another one coming up in a few minutes here today when we talk to Dr. Dan Post, which I've been announcing, and he's he's a, an extra special guest because not only has he been successful in business for 35 years in alternative health, chiropractic, but he also is pretty much a part of my family. And Lindsay Post, who helps produce this show, is here as well. So she may be chipping in to talk about the business. And one of the things I know is if you want to learn how to build a business right, you want to learn from people who've actually done it. And so for me, what I try and do in any category we're talking about, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whatever business we're trying to develop, we always go out and get the experienced people to do it. That's why on previous weeks, we've had Nancy Matthews join us. And I was very grateful to be a part of her community's conference this week in Orlando, Florida. For those of you who are out there and listening, especially those of you women who are out there listening, we have a very special event that's coming up November 4th here in Sacramento is Nancy Matthews and the amazing team at Wide Awake Marketing. Martha Hanlon, Chris Williams, Janet Fish, who was also a previous guest, are putting together an event. I might be a speaker there. We'll see how it goes at this point. But it is going to be an amazing event. We'll be talking about that more next week as we interview Martha Hanlon, who's joining us on the show, to talk about what they're doing. But I was with that amazing group in Orlando, Florida, as they put together their conference, The Unconference. And we spent time learning from experienced businesses, experienced entrepreneurs, and really digging into what makes business work. And so joining me today is Dr. Dan Post. He has been a chiropractor for 35 years. He's run a practice in the Oklahoma City area for that time, uh, travels all over the country speaking to alternative health practitioners. So welcome to the show, Dr. Dan Post. How are you? I'm great, Ken. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you here. So I, I, we were talking about your story on the way over here, and I'd love for you to share that to the listeners because in the age of technology, one of the things I like to say on the show a lot is we get sometimes, including myself, get over-reliant on the technology, and it's great to hear a story about how you started, which is really just grassroots stuff. So share how you started your practice. We moved to Oklahoma City in 1983, and uh, we had a management company that helped us. And one of the things they recommended was going out and meeting as many people as we could and communicating with those. And so over the course of the next six months trying to open up our office, I talked to, we kept track of over 1,500 people that we met and talked to, sent letters to, to let them know who we were and what we were trying to do. And many of those patients over the years then became patients. Right. So 1,500 people, how were you tracking that back then? Back then, it was before computers, <laughs> Ken. So <Right. laughs> uh, we had a typewriter and uh, <laughs> typing paper. It was wonderful stuff. And we just kept a list and uh, would mail letters to those people. But it was hand address. 
much of it. What was interesting, you described a system when we were talking about it earlier. So tell me about the system, especially for those of you who are out there networking a lot. I see a lot of you at Business Impact Zone, a lot of those events. So what was your system because you had a timeline for sending out those mailers? Well, we sent a letter the first day I'd meet a, per a person, I'd get their address and we'd send them a letter that, that day. We sent another letter the week that we opened our office and then we sent another letter two weeks after we opened our letter basically thanking them for helping us choose that area and uh, making us a part of the community. You know what's interesting about that is when you look at marketing structure now, whether it's email or, and direct mail has really made a comeback. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, especially with services like next day flyers and ways that you can send out mailers because now the email inbox and even the text inbox is just as crowded as the mailbox used to be. And the mailbox, has become less competitive, especially for certain markets, especially for your market now. If you're in, in in any type of health practice or health space at this point, the mailbox, especially for older for older patients or people that you might be targeting for certain specialties, would be way less competitive and way more effective than trying to send them emails. I imagine that'd be true for your audience too, right? Probably so, yes. Yeah. So, so tell me, when you started it, um, did you have partners at the time, or what was the foundation when you were first starting the business? When I first started, it was just myself, and we had an office staff of one and my <laughs> wife. Nice. And at times, our children. Nice. Yes, I know. She's, got, she's been trained for that. I can tell by the work she does here she, on the radio show. She licked a lot of envelopes. <laughs> And so what was the response like? So you'd send out, was it literally just people coming into the office? Did you get phone calls? What was the response like on those things? Uh, once again, with the patients that we met, the people that we met, over the years we saw probably 500 of those patients out of the 1,500. It was amazing. Even even 10 years later, a person would come in and they say, oh, yeah, you, you talked to me about a year ago. <laughs> it had been 10 years prior. But they still had our card, still had some of those letters and still came and saw us. Interesting. And so what do you find for those people that came in? So they're coming in for their first experience with you. What did you try to make that first experience like? Well, the main thing is you have to have, you have, to have a procedure that you take each patient through. The procedure helps keep you on track. And uh, the, also the thing about a procedure is depending on the day, even if it's not your best day, you still have a procedure you can go back to. If you don't have a procedure on your best days, you're gonna be subpar. But we had a good procedure as far as intake. We had a procedure we took each person through to try and determine what they did or didn't need. And then you recommend what's appropriate for that, that individual. So when you were creating that procedure, how, who did you go to for help? Or did you come up with it on your own through trial and error? Where did it come from? We, I went to management companies at different points throughout our practice that have helped us with that. And that's changed over the last 35 years. Right. What we did in 1983 doesn't apply to today. Right. Although the basics are still there, you still have to fine tune that and update that with the advent of electronic health records and things like that. Yeah, exactly. So, so you get the process in place and what, did, what were, was the feedback you were getting or how did you get feedback from the patients? Was it just during the appointments or did, how else did you get it? The main way we get feedback is if the patient continues to return. Right, of course. And uh, of course, some of those patients that we've seen we've seen now for almost 35 years. Wow. Uh, not that they're there all the time, but if they ever have a problem, they know where to come back to. Right. And do you find that through that process and through that practice that you get a lot of people that now refer other people, that bring other people to you? Yeah. All of our practice now is referral-driven. Right. E 
either through the patients or through physicians, because we do a lot of referrals with, with medical physicians also. Right, so as we go into our second segment after the break that's coming up here in a moment, I wanna dig a little bit more into the business side of what you do, and we're gonna talk also about the practice, so we're gonna dig deeper into what we just framed here in this segment as we go into our second half here on Find Your Momentum at findyourmomentumradio.com, Money 105.5 Sacramento, every Tuesday, 4 p.m. I'm Ken Corson, we'll be right back. Ken Kors here to talk about YourMomentumNow.com. If you want to get the best education, you've got to go out and find the mentors who are out there doing it, whether it's sales, marketing, parenting, health, fitness, anything that you're looking to get, you have the opportunity with technology, whether it's on the web, whether it's on your phone, you can download an app these days and get all the education, but you want to make sure that it's coming from the best of the best. And that's where YourMomentumNow.com comes in. You can sign up, download the free app, or get access to the free website there's daily education motivation from thought leaders from business owners from entrepreneurs from people coming from all over the world who are contributing to the amazing platform that's being built over there check it out especially if you listen to this network you know you're in the business of making money you know you want to scale and you know you've got a lot to learn in fact a great tip i heard at a recent event i was at is that you should spend a minimum of 20 minutes a day learning something new and if you want to find a free vetted way to do that check it out now yourmomentumnow.com business is all about momentum momentum in your marketing sales and revenue is the most important factor in your success let's get focused and consistent here on find your momentum radio on money 105.5 and findyourmomentumradio.com now back to ken course Ken Kors here with Find Your Momentum Radio. We are here every week, Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific. And downloadable, as always, findyourmomentumradio.com. Make sure you're downloading those episodes. Man, have we had some great ones in the past few weeks. Great interviews going on through the process and some amazing experts that have joined us. And if you have questions or you want to learn more, again, with my guest today, Dr. Dan Post, who's here talking about his practice, if you're in the business and just have something you want to share, give us a call, 866 866- Five seven six one zero five five, and for all of my Aussies and Canadians and UK, where I came back from last week, you can give us a call as well at nine one six six seven nine one eight two zero. And back to Dr. Dan, who's here. He has had a chiropractic practice in Oklahoma City for the past thirty five years, and we were spending the first segment talking about at the high level the process behind business, and so. When was the moment, obviously, you knew that you were going to go into the medical field, but when was the moment that you realized you were going to have your own business and you were going to become an entrepreneur? Actually, it was when I was practicing with my father in a small town, and uh, my we, we had decided to go to a management firm because we wanted to update the office. My father did not want to change his office, hmm. and that's when we decided we had to move, and we moved to Oklahoma City and started our own practice at that moment. And what was the small town before that, since you brought it up? Nevada, Missouri. <laughs> Population 8,000. Nice. So you moved to Oklahoma City, and so where did you start? You mentioned you brought in a management company, so here you are, ready to start your own practice. You know kind of what you're doing. Where did the business side start? Once again, we the management's uh, company we used help us helped us to find a location. They helped us to try and find staff. They helped us training the staff. They helped us with the procedures. But you had to go through all of that process before day one. 
Interesting. And so in terms of getting that established, what did you bring to it? Did you have something particular that you wanted in the business or something that you knew that you brought to them? Well, the main thing we wanted to, to do was make sure we were able to treat the whole family. Okay. We didn't want to specialize in one particular area. We wanted to treat everyone from children all the way up to seniors. Gotcha. And, and so outside of that, was that really where you got your schooling and how to learn about building a, baz- a business or managing it? Or what else did you do to kind of pursue building yourself in the business space? Well, you read a lot. Right. You know, there's so many good books out there. It was before you could go to websites, obviously. Right. So uh, we read a lot of books, went to a lot of seminars, traveled all over the country trying to, to develop the best way we could handle our business. Is that and so I, and that's one of the things. It's almost cliche now you hear in workshops, but I would definitely agree. Leaders read, and I think online. I, I still am personally a person that I do read on my tablets and my e-readers and all that stuff. I am younger, but there is still something to be said for a book that you can mark up, take notes in, do what you're doing. So I think anybody that's out there, you know, I heard a great stat from a speaker this weekend at Unconference, um, Gina, who was sharing that the the best types of days the way to create the most productive day for your brain is to do this 20 20 20 method of spending 20 minutes in physical activity or exercise 20 minutes in learning whether it's reading you know creating something learning something new and then 20 minutes in in thought or reflection so whether it's meditation reflection that just grounds you to start the day starting off intentionally and so you did a lot of reading were there any books that jumped to mind for you uh not off the top of my head, Ken. <laughs> well, just lots of books. You have bookshelves full of books. You know what's interesting about that? I would say this is actually true of a lot of people. I think what's interesting is is that you don't really have a particular thing that jumps out. It's funny because you'll be told new books all the time. What I find interesting about that is that it isn't necessarily about the one book or the one program or the one thing you do. It's probably about being consistent in it. Wouldn't you agree? I, I would agree. Yeah. So, so obviously you have in a medical practice and for all of you that are listening, whether you're coaches, whether you, even if you have a practice of any kind, there's always the two facets of the business. There's the business side of the business, which is what are you going to do to bring in new clients, bring in new people, get new patients in your case. And then there's the patient care side of the business, which of yours probably takes the majority of the focus. So how do you balance those things, the business versus the patient care? You know, one of the neat things that's going on in today's world is evidence-based practice. You have ways you can go in and research different topics, and it helps you find algorithms to determine what's going to be best for an individual situation or an individual patient. And that's very, very helpful. So tell me more about that. So evidence-based practice, where does that come from and how do you use the data? Um, it's been going on for the last 15 or 20 years. Okay. And, and it's, it's, they've developed these, uh, you can go and look up research at PubMed, et cetera. And when you look that up, you can look up a certain condition and it helps you know what the different alternatives and care are going to be for that area or for that condition. And then you can help that patient then go through that process and decide what's going to be best for them. That's interesting. And so on the patient care side, as innovative stuff like that comes out, is there a particular way you put that into your business? Because that's creating a great patient experience. How does that spread through everyone that works for you and the rest of the business? Once again, all of your staff members have to be able to understand how this process works. Right. And when a patient talks to them about a certain thing that they may not bring up to myself, they have to be able to relate that 
either back to me or help that patient go through that process. You know, that's that's an interesting point. I think what's interesting is, um, you know, a lot of us perceive when you go in and you see a doctor of any kind, you have the multiple levels of relationship. So in your case, I imagine that would be tracked on charts or how do you meet or discuss those things between the different members of the team? You just have to make sure that every team member knows to be listening for those things. Right. You, you have to pay attention. What happens in so many times is we're so rushed to do things, we forget to listen to what the patient really says. And when a staff member hears something that's important, they need to be able to relate that back to uh, other members of the staff so we all know where that patient stands at any given time gotcha. and so it's communication sure and and so in terms of that do you find that the systems now support you more or are those things that you know everybody kind of looks at or what's your feeling on how the technology has been in there since you started before it was really a big piece uh, electric electronic health records help a lot yeah but we still have a certain amount of post-it notes being passed back right. and forth, um, <laughs> trying to keep everybody on board. Right. So in terms of the business side, do you still have a management team that manages the business or someone in the business that's really responsible for you know bringing in new clients or continuing to do what you did when you started? Or how do you manage that now? Uh, actually, Kathy, my wife, mm -hmm. she's responsible for everything that goes on outside the treatment room. Gotcha. They basically tell me to go to my room, <laughs> and uh, they take care of everything else outside of the room. Gotcha. And, uh, so my job is to treat patients, and they manage the rest of the practice. You know, I want to point that out because a lot of people, especially those of you that are just starting, and I know a lot of you that I've spoken to that have given me feedback on the show are in that phase where you don't have the team yet. What's interesting about this story that I want to point out and, and that you've pointed out to me is when we were talking about this earlier is team is present from the very beginning in this story. You have the management company, so you have people that come in, coaches, mentors that come in, kind of show you the way, put the process in place, get that done. And now you have it set up as such to do your highest and best use in the business. So you come in, you practice, you work with the patients, maintain the level of experience, and then you have the team that sits behind you to do the rest. So in terms of managing the team, is that something you mentioned Kathy does that? Does she do most of the management side of the business or how big is the practice right now? Uh, we have uh, one full-time staff member, five part-time staff members. Gotcha. We've gone through various stages where we've used full-time and part-time. And what we find is a lot of our staff members couldn't keep up with us. Right. And they work better having part-time people that don't have to work the hours that sometimes we work. Do you find that's an energetic thing or a commitment thing? What do you think it is about the team in that particular industry? The, the thing about practice is it's not... The, the wear and tear physically, mm -hmm. but it is emotional. Okay. And it can be very draining by the end of the day, emotionally, if you're not used to that. You know, I had a coach that, uh, Janet Fish, who was on a couple of weeks ago, for those of you who didn't listen to that episode, it's a phenomenal episode we did of the show, and she mentioned, we both mentioned a me the mentor that trained us both how to coach. And I imagine this would be true in your practice as well. The advice that they gave was, if you're a coach or you're someone that works with people all day, and by the end of that day, you find yourself more exhausted or more tired at the end of the day when you came in, you got to be looking at your energy to say, you know, where am I investing myself or where am I putting that energy? Do you find that to be true for you too? Obviously, it's a different thing, but... It's exactly true. Right. And uh, you have to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally to be able to give to other patients. Right. 
If, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to give them your best. Right. So what are some of the things that you do for that? Like, obviously, you're in the, a practice. Do you see someone else or how do you maintain yourself? I think a lot of it is trying to have balance in your life. Right. You've, you've got to have your work life, but you also have to have something outside of work right. that still motivates you, that excites you, that energizes you. Part of that is reading. Part of that is recreation. Part of that is having a good diet. Uh, it's a matter of taking care of yourself uh, as, a, as a whole person so that you can give your best when you are at work. You know, this is something that's interesting that I'm seeing in the entrepreneurship space. I've been in conferences. Oh, my God, Lindsay, who's here, my producer, probably for about three weeks straight now of conference after conference after conference. And what's interesting is there's this trend, I think, that's growing in the startup entrepreneurial space that, you know, the only way is to work harder and harder and harder. And the expectation in a lot of these positions is to, you know, be at the level of 50, 60, 70 hours minimum a week to get started in these businesses without a whole lot of balance. And what's interesting is, is I that's one of the things I'm passionate about, too, is I call it full life education. It's not just about, in your case, you went into business because you wanted a particular kind of life as opposed to just working for someone else. And in your case, you get to have it, like you mentioned. So is there, you mentioned having that balance. What are some of the things that having this practice all this time have afforded you in life or given you that you don't think you would have had if you were working for someone else? Well, we've been able to do a lot of things with our children. We've traveled extensively. Um, we are big boaters. We Water skiing is my passion, <laughs> and if, if there's ever a day when I need a real kick in the tail, just put me on a water ski, and, <laughs> and I'm better, just better. But, uh, you know, it's, it's about family. It's about good friends. You've got to enjoy life. If you don't enjoy life, it's not much of a life. You know, it's, it's true, and one of the things that, is, that I've read and seen repeatedly lately is most people think happiness is an outside thing. It's something you'll hear it all the time. If my business were clicking or if I were making this money or if this were getting me where I wanted to get, then I would be happier. And the truth is what you just mentioned is key. If you're not able to get yourself into the state of happiness in the rest of your life or in your day-to-day -day life or to do a routine or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, then it is going to impact your business and your ability to be successful. That, that is exactly true. So as we go into the next half, we're about to head into the bottom of the hour here. I want you to be prepared because we're going to go through the history of the business. And we mentioned how the systems have changed and how the practice has changed, how we had team. Great advice for all of you that are listening out there who need to understand that process about how to maintain team, how to get it going, what you need to do to establish a business. All of you out there were part of your team here on FindYourMomentumRadio.com. So if you have questions, again, 866 576-1055. Find us on findyourmomentumradio.com. Ask a question there. Feel free to give us a call. Ask any questions you have from what you're hearing or anything that you want to know. And again, anything in the marketing, sales, business, anything in that talk track is what we do here on the show every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific. Findyourmomentumradio.com for this and all replays. And we'll be back shortly after this. From the Big Mountain Heating, Air, and Solar Traffic Center, Charlie Simons. 80 eastbound, that's north by northeast, starting at H Street, the business 80 portion of 80. 
and that's the Cap City Freeway. It's got intermittent slowing until you get past Cap City Split, and then it slows down again right around Greenback Lane. Get past that, and you're going to be moving okay on up into Citrus Heights and Roseville. 65 northbound slows down until you get past Pleasant Grove. 65 southbound, that slows down beginning at Blue Oaks until you get past Galleria. Take a look at 50 coming in from Rancho, starting at Bradshaw Road. It stays slow until you get past 99. That's how you're driving. I'm Charlie Simons. Momentum is everything in business, marketing, and sales. That's why you need the experienced team at ExploreMomentum.com to help you and your business generate more leads, make consistent sales, and create long-term results. ExploreMomentum.com boosts your bottom line with proven marketing, sales, business, and leadership development strategies. Check out ExploreMomentum.com to find powerful live events, online trainings, and your future success team. Your results and your bottom line are all waiting for you at ExploreMomentum.com. Hi, I'm Michael Andrews, host of About Your Money Radio. Straight, no-nonsense talk about all things money. We connect our listeners with accessible resources and industry-proven experts in all areas of financial matters. For market updates and insightful investment knowledge, give me a call at 916-238-8282 or online at aboutyourmoneyradio.com. And join me live for About Your Money Radio, Fridays at 8 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Money 105.5. Do shopping online and using public Wi-Fi make you vulnerable to identity theft? Does giving out your social security number put you at risk? Is your dog at risk of identity theft? Yes, yes, and no. Your dog has absolutely nothing to worry about. But we do live in a world that can expose a lot of personal information, and that can lead to having your identity stolen and losing everything you've worked for. That's why at LifeLock, we use proprietary technology to detect a wide variety of threats. And unlike free credit monitoring services, we have a dedicated U.S.-based staff to help restore your identity if it ever is compromised. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you ask yourself whether you're worth protecting with the best, isn't the answer a resounding yes? Plans start at $9.99 a month, and now you can get 10% off. Go to lifelock.com and use promo code NEWS. They said it could never happen here, but it has, and it will continue. Hi, this is Phil Cowan. Ordained Christian ministers in Idaho were threatened with jail time and fines for declining to officiate a same-sex wedding. And in Houston, five pastors were subpoenaed by the city's mayor, demanding that they turn over their sermons about gender identity and homosexuality. This is happening all across the country, and you could be next. The good news is the highly trained lawyers at Alliance Defending Freedom have stepped in to defend the First Amendment rights of all these folks at no cost to them whatsoever. But battles like these are costly, which is why ADF has established the Freedom Fund to defend the religious freedom of countless Christians. But your help is needed to ensure Alliance Defending Freedom attorneys can respond when needed. So visit am1380theanswer.com to donate now. am1380theanswer.com. Please give generously as a committed donor has agreed to match whatever gift you give. Visit am1380theanswer.com now with your gift and search the keyword freedom. That's am1380theanswer.com, keyword freedom. If your last electric bill gave you heart palpitations, call Bonnie for an AC tune-up, including Freon, for just $59. Bonnie has made your home comfort more affordable than ever. Make sure your air conditioning is running at peak efficiency with Bonnie's $59 AC tune-up with Freon. Call Bonnie today because this is a limited time offer. 
Call 444-0551. Offer includes two pounds of Freon. License number 696355. Ken Kors here to talk about your momentum and your business momentum because obviously you're listening to Money 105.5 because you want to generate more biz- more money in your business, more money in your portfolio. And that's what we do at yourmomentumnow.com. So head over there, check it out. It is a brand new platform that allows you to get educated, get smarter, get in a better conversation about your money from the best in the business. And we're talking about thousands of experts that are coming in from around the world and more experts are joining us every day. You might even be an expert coming up for us soon if you're out there and you have something to share with our audience. So if you're interested in that, you need to head over to yourmomentumnow.com, get signed up completely free. You've got the web version, you've got apps for both Apple and Android. You can download it and daily you'll get a mentor moment, you'll get inspiration, motivation, tasks to do, ways to start your days off the right way. And then there are free courses that you would normally pay anywhere from 20 to five or $600 to get on any of the various sites. You know you've seen it on the internet marketing space. You see people advertising their courses, all the different stuff. You probably bought some of it that you may not have even have gone through yet. You need something to remind you to keep you solid. You need a community behind you. That's what you've got at yourmomentumnow.com. So get over there, sign up free today. That's yourmomentumnow.com. You're back with Find Your Momentum Radio and Ken Course on Money 105.5 and findyourmomentumradio.com. Let's get passionate and inspired about your business, your community, and your results. We're here to help you get motivated and get creative on your marketing sales and systems. Now, back to Ken Course. Ken Course here with findyourmomentumradio.com. We are here every week, Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific. And I know some of you around the world, I love those of you in Australia, it's early in the morning, in the UK, it's late for me. I don't feel like my clock has reset. I mentioned last week, I flew back in from the United Kingdom. We did some great events there with the Raymond Aaron team, with the Live Out Loud team over there. And just been amazing to spend weeks and weeks in conferences with all of you, some of which about sales and marketing, some of which about motivation, some of which about women's business owners and inspiration on that on that space. So I know we'll have a lot of new listeners coming into the show from all of that. And again, for those of you who've never listened to this show before, you're just getting in your car, you're checking this out, what do we do at Find Your Momentum Radio? Well, what we are is we cover how do you make more money in your business and specifically, how do you make more money in your business by getting better marketing, by having a better sales and business system, by understanding very clearly the customer experience of what you're creating in your business. And we bring on guests, we interview experts, and I share a lot of the systems I used over my 10 years as a marketing expert, marketing manager. Um, I've launched three New York Times bestsellers, established systems for multi-million dollar companies, written programs that make millions, and done a lot of it with no money at all. So for some of you that are out there thinking you've got to have money to make money, for some of you out there that are stuck in a particular place, you need some coaching, you need your mind worked on, that's exactly what we do here on Find Your Momentum Radio. And again, this and all episodes, this is our 12th week. We're at the end of a 90-day cycle of Find Your Momentum Radio, and you can get all of the episodes at findyourmomentumradio.com. Learn more, ask your questions, get familiar, and call in always 866 866- 
576-1055. We welcome your calls. And today, I have another fantastic guest who's been in with me, Dr. Dan Post. He runs an alternative health chiropractic clinic in Oklahoma City. He's been running that business for 35 years. And we've been talking through our first segments about how he built the business and some really interesting takeaways from that about how he had management company and found team right away. He didn't do it alone. He did it as a family business, focused on how he developed the practice and and really broke from small town business to moving into a bigger city to get that practice rolling. And so he's joined me today and we're really looking at his business and we're going to go into some history here with you, Dr. Dan. And so I want to I want to I want you to describe what is the biggest success in your eyes and big, small, however you define it that you've experienced in your practice. I think one of our biggest successes it's about developing that momentum that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, good callback. We, we've uh, <laughs> we've developed a, our practice to the point that we have uh, different physicians wanting to work with our practice instead of mm. us going to them looking for patients. They're coming to us looking for their patients, and uh, we've developed that with neurosurgeons. We developed wow. that with orthopedic surgeons. We've got family doctors that now have have learned about us they see the work we do and now they're referring their patients to us so what is it that they say when they come to you what is it about your practice or about you that they say man we've got to get connected the one thing we do a little differently than a lot of a lot of other practices is we communicate back and forth with them we communicate with our reports on various patients keep them appraised of how patients are doing good bad or indifferent and uh, try and work with them as a team member and and by doing so, they want to uh, continue that relationship. You know, it's interesting. It, it all comes back to the systems and all three segments. This is what I'm hearing, you know, in my coaching brain is just, man, the systems that you got from that team when you started and that you've continued to implement. The business system, I think, is truly the difference between longevity and struggling, you know, and maintaining those clients long term and keeping it going, even to the point where people are now (laughs) kind of sniffing around you like, tell me more about what you're doing and how you're doing it. We've been very, very fortunate that we've had that to rely back on. And the the basic systems that we started back 35 years ago are still in place today. Interesting. But you have to fine-tune that. You have to update that. Right. Or or you get left in the dust. Yeah, and you mentioned, you even mentioned that, you know, as medical billing changes, you're about to go into a big change and transition in your system from what you described. So how do you take that on in your practice? Is it something you've prepared for for a while, or how does that work for you? What's happening right now is they're switching from ICD-9 to ICD-10 code. We've used ICD-9 for 35 years. Wow. And so when you when I go back to the office Thursday, every single patient that comes in, the coding that we've had in place has to be changed. Uh, but you just have to look at the system, understand it, uh, commit to it, and then you move forward. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, the other thing that's true is, you know, with great success also comes struggles in the business and tough times in the business. And so what would you say was one of the biggest struggles or if you could share something to people that are starting their businesses, what's a story that you have about a time in your business that wasn't so good? When we first started our practice 35 years ago, we took off like a rocket. Okay. And within three months, we're in the black. But it was about a year or 18 months later course everything is cyclic and we had a a bump in the road and revenues went down and patients went down and you start questioning yourself you start thinking have I made a huge mistake Um, and that's the time when you really need someone 
whispering into your ear, right. you're doing the right thing. You've got to move forward. Don't stop now. Don't look back. Keep working forward. And who did that for you? Our management company that we had. Gotcha. And it's and I can't say that enough because I think what's interesting is some people never get out of the gate for that reason. You'll be told, and it's interesting about entrepreneurship. You'll hear people tell you all the time, you know what, don't even bother with that. Nine out of 10 small businesses fail within 10 years. And you know most businesses don't survive the generational curve. And I don't think there are a lot of people. What's interesting, even here on Money 105.5, you hear it like we're one of the few voices in the Sacramento area. And really, all around the world, this is kind of a smaller conversation these days. Most people are trained to go into a job. And most people, that's what they're looking for, as opposed to sticking through it and sticking through those tough times one of my favorite guys to listen to is a guy named larry markson and he talks about mothers fathers preachers teachers okay you have to be careful what you let in your brain because they'll give you some good stuff but they can also give you some bad stuff and you've got to keep the good stuff and you've got to sift through the bad stuff so when you went through that phase where you had the challenge the business swings down the management company is keeping you going you know, uh, how did you, were there things you had to change or what was it that got you through that period? Just persistence? The biggest thing was you just got to keep your attitude correct. Right. Mentally and emotionally, you've got to be able to show up every day, give it your best shot. Don't, don't let it, you know, you can't let it get you down. You've got to keep working through it, keep your head high and work through it. Yeah, exactly. And so when you were doing that in your business, so you're in the slower times, what, how did you find yourself acting? So like, what were some of the things you did to go out and find new people and bring new people in? It goes back to what we did before we even opened our practice, going out, meeting more people, getting involved, uh, keeping our headspace in the right place. Um, you can't just shut yourself in your office, though. You've got to, you've got to reach out to the community, which now you can do electronically right. at that point. It was a matter of hitting the streets. You know, you know what's true about that, though? And I would tell people this all the time. You know, I've been an, a digital marketing expert for almost 10 years, and I still believe that it's far less effective than the power of being able to communicate with someone. You know, it's interesting, even in my journey was, you know, I started primarily on the tech side, only did the email, only did the social media when it was brand new, the video, that type of thing. And I started to learn in my business, you know, it's great. You can meet a lot of people, but it's not the same as good old fashioned connecting and just being able to, to have a relationship with people. Being able to look a person in the eye, and you know more about that person by having that relationship. And I think it's critically important. And that's what a lot of people are starving for today. And that's one yeah. of the great things about chiropractic is it's eye to eye, it's human touch, which a lot of people are missing in today's society. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the, the sad statistics I always present when I'm teaching people about marketing is there's a statistic that come, that's come out recently that says, you know, the average person in the 1980s had what they would consider five very close or very intimate contacts in their life. People that they spoke to every day, people that they were connected to every day. And as the years have gone on through the 90s, that number dropped to four. And as the technology has come live during the aughts, it's dropped down to now three. So people in the current millennial generation or whatever you call them now, 
the generation that's out now will have less and less significant connections in their life. And what's interesting about that to me is that although the technology and platforms really facilitate that, you have to take it on as the business owner and the person that wants to be in relationship to go get in relationship, to take people off the platform, to have a system that takes them off email, that takes them off Facebook, and that either gets them in front of you in a room or gets them on the phone with you or gets them to your practice, any of those things. And so we're going to go deeper in the next segment, our final segment of the show on findyourmomentumradio.com. The fantastic Dr. Post here talking to us today about how he's built and sustained a 35-year business, which I know is what a lot of you out there want to learn how to do, especially those of you that are getting started. We're here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, findyourmomentumradio.com, Money 105.5. We'll be right back. Ken Kors here to talk about Explore Momentum, which is my passion project, my life. I've been a sales and marketing expert for the past 10 years, and prior to that, an expert in the nonprofit space. So I know how to help you generate clients for your business with little to no money and putting the right systems in place. It's even easier these days than it's ever been. You used to have to build those systems from scratch. I can remember what it was like to build those databases to get those things in place. And now, with all the options, what tends to happen is you'll get overwhelmed. All the different pieces of marketing you can do? Should you be on Facebook? Should you be sending emails? What does your marketing system need to look like? What does your business need to look like? And you can't get overwhelmed and not make a decision for your business and make the right decisions for your business. And that's what we do at Explore Momentum. We train you on what systems do you need right now? What systems will you need to be paced out for in your business? How will you get the right things going at the right time so that you can build your business and scale it over the long term? So if you want to do that and learn how, get started today. Explore momentum.com You're on Find Your Momentum Radio with Ken Course on Money 1055 and findyourmomentumradio.com where it's all about your results. Sharpen your marketing, get laser focused on your sales and build a system to maintain momentum all the way to the bottom line. Now, back to Ken Course. Ken Course here for our final segment Find Your Momentum Radio at findyourmomentumradio.com. And every day, every Tuesday, not every day, maybe someday, Money 105.5 here in Sacramento. I'm Ken Course here with you every week, here talking to you about business topics and what you need to make more money. Give us a call, 866-576-1055. Ask your questions. What do you need in your business in terms of marketing, in terms of sales, in terms of scaling in terms of not just getting customers but keeping them coming back and increasing that value of your customer long term which we've talked about a lot on this show and in previous episodes for those of you who are wondering who you know and i've been talking to those of you that are just getting in your car right now or flipping the channels and stopping on this and saying what's this all about what it's all about is giving you the tools that you need to do the right thing at the right time to put more money into your business to get more to do the right things in the right order that's the biggest thing that most people struggle with and i'm here with someone who's been doing it for 35 years in a practice that's gotten bigger it's gotten smaller it's changed with technology they're in the biggest process of change we've talked about a lot of great things through this show and i want to talk about you know what you see as the vision for your business or the vision for your practice going forward because obviously you've been doing this for 35 years where do you see the practice going or how do you see the trend the next major transition for the business going 
our next big transition is is switching our office over to another practitioner at right. some point. Um, we've been doing it for a long time. We still have several years left in practice, but our patients depend on good health care, and, and they're going to need someone else there. And so we're looking at actually transitioning into a two-doctor office instead of a one-doctor office. Now, do you see yourself helping other professionals in the future, like when you're not practicing that way anymore? Is that something you see yourself doing, kind of advising or, or mentoring people in that space? It's a fairly small community, and so there's a lot of that that goes on, whether you're at seminars, whether you're at small gatherings. Um, there's always things you can help another person with. You just have to be willing to to help them and right. and do it with the right reason or the right mindset or the right heart. Right. And so, what do you do to keep yourself developing? Because you mentioned how important it was to read, what how important it was to keep yourself hearing the right conversations. What do you currently do to keep yourself sharp? I, st- I still have a management company that we still uh, refer to and still works with us periodically. Uh, I do the the Power Hour. Every morning, gotcha. little exercise, little reading, little uh, spiritual time to keep my mindset straight. Um, and then you just try and I also try and be careful who I hang around with as friends, make sure they're people that are going to bring me up and not bring me down. Now, how uh, so so this is a good question and one that I don't think gets discussed enough. How much of, a, of an effect do you think your personal life and, and you just mentioned your friends has really had on your practice and your business? And how do those things kind of come together? You know, it's kind of like the old saying, if you hang around with pigs, sooner or later you're going to smell like a pig. (laughs) Um, I think we do have to hang around with people that are positive. If you're with people that are positive and uplifting, they're going to help you be more positive and uplifting. And and that's going to affect your business. Right. And it's it's what's interesting, too is, you know, I don't think it's enough, and I do throw this out, even even from my perspective, it's not enough to just hang around. It, you have to be active in, in both your personal and your professional life. You have to not only have goals and ambitions for your business, but you have to have goals and ambitions for your personal life and for what you're going to do. You mentioned that balance earlier. I, I One of the things I say is, you know, again, that full life that we want to create. I don't know anybody who goes out and runs a business or makes money or builds something just for the money there's always something else for it so what what do you think that thing is for you you mentioned family already what else do you think it's, there is? it's family but but you know there's takers and there's givers mm-hmm. we all want we all need to be more like a giver and whether it's in your profession whether it's with your church whether it's with your family the more you can give the more you eventually will get but if all you're trying to do is take sooner or later the well's going to run dry Right. What's what's also true, you mentioned, it was an interesting perspective. I was at the Unconference in Orlando, Florida, with Nancy Matthews, Trish Carr, Susan Ronas Wiener, and watching them do what they did. And it was an amazing learning for me to remember just what you said. There is both the giving and the receiving. And so the truth is, is that you also have to be able to receive well, not just give well. So how do you, what do you think, you mentioned all these people that have been influential in your life. What do you do or how do you receive that? Do you feel like you receive it well or it comes into your practice well? I, I think it was harder initially. I was less self-confident right. myself and you have to develop that confidence. And part of that's just history. The longer you do something, the more your confidence grows. But uh, you also need to be around people that build up your confidence. Um, there's there's some people you, you are around and when you get done with that that meeting with them, if you feel poorer about yourself, that's probably not a good relationship for you to be in. You need to be around people that make you feel better about yourself. And then you're going to receive those 
those things easier. Do you feel like your clients bring a lot to you? You work with clients all the time. What do your clients bring to your life? Oh, they bring joy to my life every day. <laughs> There's nothing like walking in, you know, having a person walk in the room and they've got a smile on their face and they tell you you've helped them have a better day, that they're able to do the things that they want to do now. Um, you know, if I wasn't doing chiropractic right now, I'd probably have to become a Walmart greeter <laughs> just to have that contact with people and be able to help people because I get as much from my patients as they, as they get from me. That's interesting. So what, <laughs> I have to go down that track. What do you think a Walmart greeter gets for people? Most of the time I haven't. I can't say I've had great experiences. How would you be as a Walmart greeter? Oh, I'd be great at it because I could tell them exactly what aisle they need to go to before they even open their mouth. You know, this is where you need to be. So I love it. So obviously you you they give a lot to your life you maintain that practice we've talked about your vision going forward what's interesting about all of this and and for all of you that are listening the level of planning you know that you've mentioned is that there's a consistent plan there's consistent goals you're consistently looking at all areas of your life what would you say is the goal for your practice going ahead you mentioned two two um two practice practitioners are coming in now do you have another goal for your practice or something that kind of keeps you going or keeps you moving forward the, the main thing I want to do is just make sure that all of our patients that we have coming in right now continue to have that service available to them for however long they need that service. And uh, once again, I've taken care of patients now that when I first started treating them, they were literally small children, and now they're bringing in their children. Right. And, and I'd like our practice to be able to survive to where at some point those children can bring in their children. Right. Uh, you want to have that longevity that uh, it'll be able to continue on indefinitely. Yeah, you know, I, I always give the example of what you just described in your business as well. For those of you that do like to read, which should be everyone that's listening to this, because if you want to make more money in your life, you've got to read. Leaders read. You'll hear that happen all the time. So for those of you who haven't read the book, you should pick up Built to Last by Jim Collins, a great business book that looks at generational companies. And what you just described is exactly that. Any, any company that can persevere through a minimum of three generations of people and they were looking at you know 75 years and beyond what makes a, a brand a brand and i think you've nailed it service and really focusing on providing a service that people want to be a part of that they want to participate in and so you know how do you find that how do you you know at the end of the day when you're talking to people and, and you meet new people you know what do you tell them about what you do and what do you tell them about you know how you serve your patients we, we tell them they're going to treat them like family whether I want a patient to feel like they could be my daughter or my granddaughter and walk in and feel like they're going to get the same service as what I'm going to provide for them. Right. And uh, if, if I'm treating them in that manner, they're going to get the service they need. Absolutely. And I think for a lot of you, that's where you've got to look at your business now, or you've got to decide what you have or what's yours that's unique and that you bring to the space. I think I don't think I've ever met a person in my life that didn't want to help other people somehow. And that doesn't always have to be as specific as, as, ho as having a medical practice or helping people physically. For some people, it's just helping entertain people. It's helping with creative endeavors. It's helping people build bigger businesses which is what I love you know helping people solve their problems that are keeping them stuck helping people feel better about themselves you know I, I again I've, I don't think I've ever met a person who doesn't have that and huge thanks to my guest today Dr. Dan Post for joining us 
from Oklahoma City. For those of you who want to find out more about his practice, if you're in Oklahoma City listening to this, um, it's postclinic.com, correct? That's correct. Great. Thanks for being here today. And we are here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific. FindYourMomentumRadio.com. I'm your host with the most, Ken Course, here every week to help you with building your better business, building better lives, and bringing in the experts that will help you figure out that equation of what's going to work best for you. And we will be back next week. Thanks for being here. 